What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the RB Podcast. And I just want to start off by letting everybody know we did it. We impulse bought. <laughs> we didn't impulse. We buy didn't it. impulse buy. No, no. We've no. been we've been wanting we've been, one for like a year. Yeah. We went through and bought a VR headset. I feel like this is the fourth time in a row that we brought up VR headsets on the podcast. It's just becoming so relevant, man. It's yeah. just like I feel like every single week there's some new invention or like innovation or thing happening with it, and like even last week when we talked about it so i wanted to bring this up last week we recorded the episode on saturday and we were talking about like vtubers and how like virtual virtual content creators are becoming like normalized and it's becoming a thing and it's getting really popular and then i shit you not literally 24 hours later after we recorded the episode pokimane the number one followed girl streamer on twitch came out with her own VTuber. her own vtuber and so, like, whenever she's not using a camera on stream, she just uses her VTuber model. And I just, like, I feel like I felt, I don't know, I just, I just, we called I it. felt so, like, yeah, like, I felt so, like, confirmed in, like, our prediction, in our discussion that we had the previous day. And now, apparently, also, Lily Pichu is getting one, and apparently, Scara is getting one. And like it's just a lot of I'm streamers gonna you. get one. Yeah, that's I'm like telling when you, we man. mentioned it on stream. We were talking to chat about it. We were telling them that, like, oh, you know, what do you guys think? And a lot of people didn't really like the idea of it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that it's going to be popular on the IRL side of things. I think it's only going to be popular on the gaming side. Yeah. Of uh, content, I think IRL content will still be what a majority of people use. I think so too. Yeah. And I also think that it won't be as popular as it is overseas. Like in Asia, it's already a thing. Yeah. Like it's all like it's it's already a thing and it's been a thing. And so now it's just kind of coming over into the American markets. But Americans are a little bit um, more hesitant. Hesitant. There's there's like a whole side to America that's just very traditional and very like old school. I feel and they're not really like accepting of, you know, that type of like futuristic modernized things. Even in Europe, it's just now starting to get popular over there. I just wanted to bring it up because I thought it was funny that we were talking about it last week, and then the day after, Pokemon announced her VTuber. So, I I just thought that was that was interesting. But I mean, also it also just kind of made me even want to get a headset even more because we planned on getting a headset last year, and then like a week ago, they announced the new Quest Two, which is like eleven times better. They said than the first quest or something so so and it's like also cheaper because facebook is just taking like a, a loss on a it. loss on it but they're they're taking a financial loss but they're playing like the long game because they're just they want to they want everybody to buy they one. they want everybody to buy one they want to get in on your head and it should arrive in like what like october 13th is when they start shipping yeah so it'll probably be like a week and a half after that so i'm gonna guess towards the end of october yeah is when we'll get it so expect us to be talking about this again at the end of October because I'm sure we're going to be obsessed with it. Now, speaking of uh, content creators, the whole James Charles and H3 situation that happened this week yeah. with their clothing line. So if you don't know what happened, James Charles came out with a clothing line that I don't want to. Is it a direct copy in colors of like the same pattern or is it just the same colors but like in a different style i don't know somebody in our discord i think barry linked it and asked us to talk about it and it's hard to say so essentially h3 came out they have like this staple hoodie that's like this color blocked like yellow purple i think like red slash pink hoodie 
and it's kind of like been their thing for the past couple of years. It's like their hallmark Can you product. think Teddy Fresh? That's the piece of clothing you usually think of. They didn't invent color blocking, of course, but that style and that kind of um, like theme of color blocking, I guess they created, right? And then James Charles came out with a hoodie almost identical. I mean, it is like pretty much identical to theirs. The only difference is that instead of the Teddy Fresh logo, it's the sister's logo. And people were like kind of up in arms about it saying like, oh, you can't do that because it's like our design and our product. And James is like, I didn't copy you. Color blocking has been around forever. And I got my design inspiration from somebody else. I, I don't know. It's hard to like, I don't know. I, I can't, I, it's, I, I can see both sides to the situation. And also like the Sidemen had a color blocking hoodie that was like identical to Teddy Fresh as well. Yeah. So it's like, why, why did HG call it James Charles when other creators have been doing the same shit? Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel but that. is the Sidemen one like a direct copy? How James Charles was a direct copy? Yeah, like or... it was almost identical, I'm pretty sure. Oh, shit. I, I didn't actually see it, but I, I heard other people talking about it. Yeah. Can they even sue over it? Maybe. Because you got to think, dude, like he's going to make a ton of money off yeah. of that. So if James like took HG's design and made like a quarter of a million <laughs> off of it, that's, you know, a lot of money. But what is that one book called? How to Steal Like an Artist? Is that a thing? Is yeah, that, that there's one? a book called How to Steal Like an Artist. I, I haven't read it, but um, I've seen people talk about it a lot. I, well, I think it's important to realize. I mean, I'm not I'm not necessarily saying this ties with the whole like H3 James situation, but nothing is original anymore. There's no such thing. It's a very, very rarely will you come across like pure 100% originality on the Internet. It's just there's just so many things being created every day. Like, it's like the fucking Simpsons. It's the Simpsons did it. There's always somebody else who did whatever you're thinking of right now. So, and even if it's not as popular and people don't know about it, there could be a random 100 subscriber channel that has done the exact idea that a bigger channel did, and just nobody knows about it. Like, 99% of things created on the internet is inspired from somebody or something else. I would say even like 99.9% of the things created the only time you're going to ha- come across like that 0.1% is Mr. Beast. But even then, like even Mr. Beast's ideas aren't, I mean, they're, they're like original, but they're not new they're, ideas necessarily. Yeah. It's not like, it's, it's like that kind of like, I, well, I guess they are original, but, um, they're still like social experiment type, I put a million Orbeez in my friend's backyard. Whenever I don't know why I always do that. Whenever I think of Mr. Beast and like his video ideas, I just instantly think of Orbeez in backyards. I it's just, one of his most popular videos, right? I yeah, I think so. I think it has like a hundred million views. Hundred million? I think so. Let me. I don't know how many views that has. Let me see real quick. Yeah, it had, his video. I put a hundred million Orbeez in my friend's backyard, and it has ninety-six million views, and it's fifteen minutes long. <laughs> Holy. Fuck, he made a bag off that. <laughs> yeah, he probably made like an entire four or five families worth of a yearly salary off of that one video alone. So that's kind of insane. But I mean, Mr. Beast is like, you know, he's, I, I guess like his, his ideas are original. He's like the 0.1%. It's like Mr. Beast and then the other 99.9% is everybody else. But I mean, even the Orbeez video, it, I, I don't think Mr. Beast was the first one to do that, you know? Yeah, didn't Mark Rober make a video similar to it and the face house put, also uh, did it like it was jello or something that he put in a pool 
Was it Jello or was it Orbeez? Uh, I don't remember. I think it was Jello. He put something in a pool. I think it was Jello. And then he also put sand, like this moving sand inside of a pool. Do you remember that video? Mm-hmm. Mark Rober is also part of the 0.1%. He doesn't make a lot of videos, but whenever he does make a video, it's really, really well made. It takes him like months to make yeah. a single video. Like that squirrel video he made a few months ago, one of his best videos. Nobody on YouTube has made a... I mean, I'm sure somebody has some type of squirrel like obstacle yeah, course. See, even then though, see like right there, like you think Mark Rober's squirrel idea where he like has the different squirrels go through obstacle courses is new and like original but is it like you know people have made squirrel obstacle courses i'm I'm sure if i googled like squirrel obstacle course yeah there there's tons of videos on it you know and not to say i'm not like taking i'm not saying like unoriginal shit is bad bad or anything yeah i'm just saying like it's just something to take into consideration that nothing is original on the internet anymore and that's not a bad thing it's just i think people don't realize that a lot of the time how to steal like an artist or be mr beast and mark rover Speaking of books, there's this book I finished last week called They Both Die at the End. The main plot of the story is that they live in this world where everybody knows when they're going to die within 24 hours. So let's say we're going to die tomorrow. Then at midnight tonight, we'll get a phone call that says, hey, just want to let you know that you're going to die within the next 24 hours. We're sorry to lose you. It's called Deathcast is like the name of the company and like the, the things. Uh, we're sorry to lose you. Here's a list of things you can go do today. And we're sorry. They don't tell you what time you're going to die. They don't tell you how you're going to die. They just say you're going to die within the next 24 hours. Are they the ones that kill you? No. Okay. They just know. They just know. Yeah. It's some company. They just know. You could die within five minutes of that phone call. Or you can die. Just a fucking sniper shot through, the, through your bedroom window. Yeah. Or, or you can die all the way until 11.59 p.m. the next night. You just don't know when. So you don't even you don't even get to enjoy your last day. It's just you're just miserable just thinking about like and see, on but, edge with everything. And see, that's that's what makes the book good, though. The story takes place within the perspective of two people. And they also have I'm not going to like spoil the ending or things that happen. But the way they meet is that there's this app where you can like meet people who also want to spend their last day with somebody else. And like they don't really have people to spend it with. They meet up and then the story goes on from there. And then in each chapter, it gives you like a timestamp of what time of the day they're at. So it starts off at, you know, when they get the phone calls to the end of the book. This one got recommended to me from just a random TikTok. I was scrolling through TikTok. Some guy was saying, here's books that I wish I could read again from the start without like knowing how it ends. Out of all the ones he showed, that one had the most interesting title. I was like, oh, let me just, I'll just look it up and see. And I read like the summary of it. I was like, oh, that sounds interesting as fuck. And then so I started reading it. It was, it was really good. It makes me wonder what life would be like if it if it existed. Personally, I don't I, I wouldn't want to know when. You know? Think about all the anxiety of just knowing when. If you knew when your end day was, you would you, you would never stop thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. It'd be hard not to. How how do you? I feel like if well then again but then it's like, well, if you knew your end day you know, maybe it kind of kicks you into gear and you're just like, fuck it, man. I really do only have one life. See? And like, see, I'm dude, just, I'm going, I'm gone. And like, they talk about that in the book. And so it's, it's really, honestly, it's, it's really, it's a really good read. In my opinion, I think the ending could have been a little bit better, but I would say overall it's, it, it was still good. 
it's not that long of a book either. I think it's 300 something pages, like 380. It's pretty short. It's not an old book either. It's more modern. You know, they mentioned Twitter and Instagram and stuff like that. So it's not, yeah, it's not said, like a, it's not a book written in the 90s where there's no reference to modern things. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I can't, I feel like a majority of people, including myself, would probably just crumble into a ball of anxiety if they knew when they were going to die. But the there's nothing time. else more motivating than just knowing that you're going to die and like accepting that and realizing that and kicking yourself into gear to start doing shit that you want to do every day because you could be gone next week, you know, and you just, you don't, you don't know that. We're going to put everybody listening to this right now into an existential crisis. <laughs> so I'm sorry for that, but I, I don't know. It just makes you like, yeah, that's fucking, that's scary i guess i guess scary is a way to put it but motivating a little bit i'm assuming in the book though like because there's two people and i'm assuming one of them's got to die first or like you know i'm not gonna say anything no yeah in case there's people reading it one of them has to die first or like they both die at the same time or maybe they're the cause of each other's death and that could be it but it's like how does the the death row company know that they were the cause of each other's death that's the thing like the the death cast company they they they're always correct in the past they've always been correct they've never been wrong there's this one character in the book where they mentioned they tried to escape like there's no there's no getting past it at least nobody has yet there's no what if you just sit in your room for the 24 hours somebody did that they mentioned like oh yeah there's one guy that sat in his room in an underground basement locked up during his end day trying to avoid it and had a heart attack so the fuck is so it's death note yeah but no it's, death it's, note. it's not really the death cast company here there's the back like the the death cast company is the death note yeah company. they, they yeah, yeah, maybe. Like a, a part two where they're just they found a death note and they're just writing everybody's end I mean, days in the death note it, i mean yeah it could be it could be like that and then also in the book they talk about different theories about what death cast could be and what like the rumors about it are and then they talk about people who work there or if it's and like the government controlled and it's like population control from dude, the government. I, I'm not going to say anything, but it's 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 a really interesting book. I will say, though, after reading this book, it does make me want to read more. I want to get back into the habit of reading every night before I go to sleep because it was good. I liked it. I don't read a lot either, like maybe like one book a year. Yeah. And when I do, it's like usually it's not really like entertainment books. It's more of like um, I don't want to I don't want to say self-help but they're kind of like life books like books about like philosophy and like life and um like mindset things and you know shit like that and one i'm i'm reading right now is called um i try to read like at least like five pages a night because i'm not yeah. i'm not a reader i'm not a big reader that's the, that's what i, I try did. to read I like read. five pages a night and then that turns into like 10 and then it turns into 15 and then eventually it's like now i'm doing like a chapter a night yeah, that's, exa um, that's exactly what I did. I just started off with a few pages at night before I went to sleep. If this story is really interesting, then you get to like some, some chapters where you're like, oh, no, I'm going to read the next one because I want to know what happens. Snowballs from there. Like right now, I'm on page 118 of a book called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. And it's, it's honestly, it's kind of like changed. I just started reading it like maybe three weeks ago, four weeks ago. And um, I don't know, it kind of like, it's crazy how like, books can just change your mindset on shit even just youtube videos too like i got recommended to it from a youtube video like there's this yeah. guy i watch on youtube his name is um fuck what's his name he's a minimalist his name starts with a d i think 
He's a minimalist, and he does like, I took cold showers for a month. His name is Matt Devela. Devela? Devela? And uh, he makes like, you know, he makes like videos like that, kind of just um, like life advice, like philosophy stuff. Well, not really philosophy stuff, but um, he makes videos about like lifestyle things and not like fashion and things of that sort. Like actively like habit stuff, you know, like taking cold showers. He has this thing called like the two day rule where he won't, no matter what, for the past 10 years, with every two days, he, he, he works out every single day, but he'll never let himself slip up past two days. And this, this works for like any habit. So like if you want to start doing something like, oh, I want to start uh, running or I want to start working out or I want to start journaling or something. Reading um, a book. Reading a book, yeah. Like no matter what, he will, he'll, he'll try to do it every single day, but he'll never like let himself slip up past like the two-day rule. So like if he's really not feeling it one day, and then he's like, fine, you know, whatever, I'll, I'll just take today off. And even like day two, like even, he's like, ah, like whatever, I'm not feeling it today. But day three, he like, you have to like force yourself, you know, like give yourself those two days to like, not to like ease yourself into it. But on day three, like you have to like, if you stick with it and like, he finds that like, it's easier to stick it with that way if you're trying to like get into habits and stuff. Anyways, yeah. So, and he had this video where he had the author of the book, Mark Manson. He had the guy in a video with him and he does like an interview with him, the author of the book they start talking about it and stuff and he has like the whole video planned out and he just like goes and like makes it has like a spends the day with the guy and he like shaves his beard and like just leaves his mustache and it looks silly and like crazy but that's the point is like just not give a fuck and just go out in public and look stupid and just look you know like whack um and the book just talks about things like the subtle art of not giving a fuck isn't about like not caring about like loved ones and not like it's not it's not about like not caring about you where you're just you're just meaningless and you're just hopeless to where you're just you don't care about anything it's about not caring about the things in life that don't affect you in the long term and like to like how to like deal and not let not let like small stuff get to you and like how to like i guess have the mindset of not caring like not giving a fuck about things that really just don't matter it's difficult to put into words but no, i think i get it yeah i i think it's i think it's interesting i'm only on page 118 but i like it so far i feel like ty lopez with all like the book talk and stuff <laughs> dude you know what a lot of people hated on ty lopez but he got more people into reading than like i, I forgot the exact statistic but like ty lopez got more people into reading than most schools than most like school systems in america it, i i don't want to say all school systems in america although i think that is the case like i think he actually got more people into reading in like a real like free time like read on their own time way than most school systems if not all of them so i mean yeah i mean the guy he does some like weird shit you know i'm not saying i support everything he does but you gotta give credit where it's due he yeah. i mean he like whenever I, I he made me pick up a book knowledge knowledge <laughs> cars cars there's the like stock that. market <laughs> there's this one tiktoker who blake and i've been watching recently and um he does like he does like impersonation videos i guess you could call them and he pretends to be like different types of people yeah so like there's and... this one that he does that rob and i reference a lot where he's pretending to be a youtube ad that you would get after searching up 
how to make money on the stock market. <laughs> so like if, if you're listening to this and you've ever typed in how to make money on the stock market, there's a really good chance that your next few videos that you watch, you're going to get an ad with some stock guru talking about his course and he wants to make you money and different things like that. And it's they're, all, they're always just like, I want to change your life. <laughs> Fuck your boss. You should be living the life you want to live. <laughs> I'm going to make you money. I got two words for you. NASDAQ. <laughs> Tesla, Benz, G-Wagon. He, he just makes these videos where he just kind of like mimics them and makes fun of them a little bit. And they're hilarious. We always link them to each other. I got to find the app for it. Hold up. So his app is Sahib Can't Sing or Sahib. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. S-A-H-I-B Can't Sing. With an H at the end. With an H at the end. Yeah. Maybe that's just his last name and we're just pronouncing it incorrectly well he wrote sahib can't sing so like maybe, maybe that's the last yeah, maybe it's like can sing can sing <laughs> this whole time we're just like sahib can't sing <laughs> like a sentence on that note <laughs> this is where we end the episode hopefully you guys enjoyed listening to it we obviously need to start reading more because we can't pronounce people's last <laughs> names correctly maybe maybe it is maybe it is can't sing and we're just it's not his last name we're just overthinking it maybe it's part of the joke who knows Don't forget to follow the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, anything else like that. And we will see you guys next week. See you guys.